This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. Welcome. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I'd come on this show to defend those opinions, but now I don't really do any of that shit. I just do a bunch of shows. Joining me today, he is a fantastic comic who you could have seen hosting our most recent stand-up comedy show at Hollywood Hotel. If you've been there, you lazy bums. But instead, you'll have to see him telling jokes some other time. Making his first appearance on the show, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Crittenden. Also joining us, she is one-third of the trio that hosts the Brouhaha podcast on the Unpops Podcast Network. She also hosts You Do What, which is another podcast of ours that you should check out. And she's also a fantastic comic. How about that shit? Ladies and gentlemen, Cindy Aravina. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Who the fuck are you? Oh, I'm Brett Rader. That's Brett Rader. He is the other host, co-host, they call it. Let co-host with the co-most is as well that's how we put it on the what in the world podcast oh okay co-host with co-most i'm the co-host with the most i would disagree with that vehemently all right jesus right out of the gate (laughs) he admitted to killing someone last week what do you don't remember that the beginning of the podcast the woman we both loved she drowned oh it was like a bit oh yeah yeah yeah, it was a bit i mean it was a bit he didn't actually jesus what was her name Shut up. <laughs> That's exotic. <laughs> yeah. That's Cindy Aravina from the Brouhaha podcast, Woo. from the You Do What podcast. Yep. How's it going? Thank you for being here. Uh, it's going well. It's a beautiful, hot day outside. Yeah. yeah. But it's a it's a mild day for Burbank because it's only like 95. <laughs> yeah, only 95. Yeah, so it's yeah. borderline livable yeah. up here. Thank you for doing the podcast. This is your second time yeah, doing second it, time. right? Yeah, my second time. Last time we talked about gentrification. Oh, Yeah. I still don't remember what that was. <laughs> Who was, was she? It was uh, it was with me and Anna Valenzuela, also from the Bruja. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, the the deportation or no? It was a a about gentrification, right? Yeah, in the Bay Area. There we go. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. God, I'm good at this. <laughs> I'm not high right now at all. <laughs> Chris Crittenden, how are you doing? I'm doing great. This is your first time on this show. It is indeed. But you've done other Unpops podcasts, correct? Right? Yeah, I did. Uh... Take, Take a, a walk, walk, I think. Yeah, and I've been on... Uh, You've been on You Do called? What? Yeah, yeah, You yeah. Do What. I've been on that. I've been on uh, Profiles and Eccentricity. Blake oh, and Review. Yeah. yeah. Blake and Review. I've been around for all the minor league yeah, yeah. teams. Yeah. And now you're getting <laughs> You've called You've been around. Up. You got called up. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, a lot of time in the minors. It's good to be here. Cindy and Chris are both also both comics. You should go see them tell jokes sometime. So, Cindy... How have you been since uh, last time I saw you? We had a show yeah. at the Hollywood Hotel. How have you been Saturday. since then? What's been going on? Oh, very busy. Had people moving out and into my house. Wow. Hit yeah. it, Brett. You know, the hardest part <laughs> of the show for me is the first few minutes because I spend all that time asking everyone else what's going on in their life. 
when all I really want to do is talk about what I've been up to since last week. And that's why we call this segment This Week in Me. And it's about to get really intense. Chris, Cindy can attest I play this live every week on the guitar. There have been a couple times we live streamed and I wasn't able, so we just had to play a recording. But we're not live streaming now, so. Yeah, fade it out, Brett. <laughs> that was pretty great. It was the best you've ever done it because it's been identical to every other time you've done it. Right. And how you are so, able to play something so melodically complex the exact same way every time. Every single time. Is just really incredible to watch. I agree with that. I think I agree with that. Chris? It's robotic. It's thank like you. you're a computer. Yeah. 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 Thank you. But he has the, the sort of emotion and energy in it that it could, like a computer or a robot couldn't put yeah. in, you know? Right. For right. sure. Unless it was like a really good robot. Yeah. This is good. I like yeah, this. Yeah. This is a good start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking about some weird shit today. We're talking about QAnon, and hopefully it doesn't get any of us murdered at our day jobs or anything, because these people are intense. Could, we, could it be pronounced QAnon? Is that how you pronounce? I don't think nah, that's... that's QAnon. Yeah, I think it's... But yeah. we could. I mean, what are they going to do? That, <laughs> I mean, uh, we don't know. That's why we're talking about it. <laughs> Was anyone familiar with this before? I mean, I'm sure everyone had kind of heard of it. But... I had not, no. Oh, really? This was brand new information for me. I, I had more seen this, the campaigns that they circulate than really gone to the source of it. Yeah. You know? Like, I'd seen the peripheral stuff just being shared by crazy right people, but yeah not the not the source i had heard about it because i like i do a conspiracy theory podcast so i i like read about stuff like this but it's such a broad like there's so much out there like Mm -hmm. that that reddit the subreddit for this there's so much shit there it's hard to follow so i haven't looked into it much but now they're like these QAnon people are showing up at trump rallies they have they they have merch now. Mm-hmm. There's probably a cafe press for QAnon out there somewhere. So now all these like like now it's becoming a mainstream thing. Mm-hmm. So seemed like a good time to look into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. just be at the forefront of all that. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I heard about QAnon in the early days. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll make them like us more. I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. So uh, yeah, we're gonna just kind of go through. We should explain what QAnon is Mm -hmm. first. It's a conspiracy theory. The really fun, broad version explanation is that a lot of people in this country think that Donald Trump is a genius who is working with Robert Mueller to round up a global cabal of Democrats and Hollywood elites uh, who are responsible for most of the evil in the world all the pedophilia like sex trafficking all these things and they believe at some point all these people are going to be rounded up and shipped off to guantanamo bay Mm -hmm. which sounds so silly but damn it they believe it yeah the weird thing is like is like wouldn't donald trump be in this hollywood elite that this group of people are against you would think and he also probably wouldn't be trying so vehemently to shut down the Mueller investigation. Yeah. <laughs> right, or spending so much time specifically bad-mouthing Mueller. Right. Like, <laughs> that's counterintuitive. I, I don't... I mean, I guess we'll we'll kind of get to, near the end, why they like people can believe one thing and believe the other thing, mm-hmm. and it's not a conflict. But 
that's such a big conflict. Like for this to be working or for this thing to be happening, Trump has to be working with Mueller. And that's very clearly not happening. Right. I've, I've seen a little bit of this and like a lot of the stuff that they, they imply even doesn't make sense. They, they talk about how Epstein's a bad guy, but Trump's buddies with Epstein. So it's like, if, if they, hate each other and trump's trying to bring him in then why did they party for like 25 years right that's not it's just so logically inconsistent yeah and the basically there's it started with this series of cryptic posts in october 2017 from someone who goes by the name q and that's all we really know people speculate that it's like maybe trump himself or someone high up in the trump administration but it could also just be a motherfucker on the internet fucking with people. Yeah. Like, we'll get to the proof, <laughs> the proof they use to, you know, confirm this is happening. And it's shit any of us could do mm-hmm. from our couch. It's insane. Yeah. And we've seen pictures of Trump's desk. He doesn't have a computer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he does it from his phone. Maybe. If he'd, I would be impressed if he knew how to use Reddit. Yeah, Listen, I would too. Trump is like... 70 years old, right? Or, yeah. or something around there. Yeah. Maybe 71, something like that. My parents are 10 years younger than him and I, and they like know what's going on. Like they know how they have iPhones, they have computers and they do generally all right on it. But like every time I do go over, like I, I do have to be like, yeah, that's just a drop down. You just got to click on the little arrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. So there's no, there's no way. I mean, even in Trump's speech from a, a week or so ago, where he's like, oh, yeah, you need an ID to go to the supermarket. Like, he's – Trump doesn't know how to use a computer. Trump has surely not shopped for groceries in 50 <laughs> years. Like, he's he's a big dum-dum. Yeah. But that's why – that's why he's like – I think part of this whole thing is that, like, they all believe that Trump is Christian Bale and the prestige and that he's, like, pulling the greatest magic right. act of all time. It's like, yeah, he would – yeah, he, it looks like he's fighting with Mueller because he's secretly working with him. Like, it looks like he's, he hates this guy because he's like, actually best friends with him, you know? Yeah. And it – It's all just the prestige. He's all the old Chinese magician with the, right. holding the fishbowl <laughs> between his legs. Because <laughs> that seems like Trump. Yeah. yeah. To yeah, be the, the smart one behind the scenes. No. The, I don't the, like the that. Cunning. Trump yeah. stakes. Yeah. He's always making good decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I want to try a Trump steak. Do they still make those things? I think they went out of business. Like yeah. pretty much everything else he's ever done. So I bet they're people. There's got, yeah, there's <laughs> got to be a deep freezer with some Trump steak still in it. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, that'll be worth money someday. <laughs> so this cue, the the clues he posts are called breadcrumbs, and that's what the fans call them. That's not like a official term. And the way they're written, you have to have sort of already a working knowledge of all the terms that they use. Just to decode them. There is, we'll put these articles that we read for this up on the website. Uh, there's a Daily Beast article that has a really good breakdown of what this conspiracy is about. And this is an example of one of the breadcrumbs that Q has posted at one point. Think SC vote to confirm, in parentheses, coming. No name action. Every dog has its day. Enjoy the show. Q. Now that's some fucking nonsense yeah. to me. That, that makes no sense. Uh, but apparently, no name refers to John McCain, who I think is, I don't know if he's considered an ally or an enemy of Trump. Probably an enemy, right? Because he fucked up the health care vote, so yeah. I'm sure he Well, is. that's the thing. 
like Trump calls him out all the time to make it seem like he doesn't get along with him, but actually McCain doesn't have cancer and he's <laughs> fine and he's secretly doing something. I don't know. I lost. I lost it. It's as good an explanation as any. SC is the Supreme Court, obviously, and the rest people just have to kind of figure out on their own. So this is like how Nine Inch Nails promotes albums <laughs> and shit. They just leave these cryptic clues and you have to go out and find some shit in the middle of a forest. And now that's how the overthrow of our government is probably going to happen. By a bunch of people looking for clues at the White House. I don't know. I have no idea. It's it's insane though. But the what's crazy about this is this could be anyone. It could be literally anyone posting this and so many people believe it. Which, that's nuts. Yeah, it's insane. In there were in April there were protests at the in downtown Washington D.C. by a bunch of QAnon believers who were demanding transparency from the Justice Department. Which, first of all, when have we ever fucking had that? Never. Like, take Never. it easy. You are fucking dreaming. <laughs> Shoot a little lower first. And there's like shirts turning up at Trump rallies in June. A dude in a homemade armored truck. Shut down a highway near the Hoover Dam while demanding to see the real version of a Justice Department report about Hillary Clinton that had come out the day before. And this Q uh, apparently posted a picture of the front of Stormy Daniels' lawyer's office and a link to his website. And a QAnon follower showed up but didn't go inside. It's like, it's a lawyer, dude. Don't be a pussy. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> That is pretty weak. You won't even go in and like yell at the lawyer. Yeah, they or, said like, he make looked, a scary face. They said he looks suspicious and maybe armed, which mm. I'm sure both of those things are true. <laughs> at least suspicious. At least suspicious. Yeah, I'm sure he looks suspicious because I'm sure there's people in front of that office all the time, unless it's like just standing there being a, yeah. a neckbeard in broad daylight. Yeah, it's probably suspicious. I worked for U.S. Cellular once, which is a cellular phone provider in the Midwest. And at one of their stores at one point, some dude came in angry about his bill, and they were like, we can't help you, man. You made all these calls. It's your fault. And he just – he went to his car, came back with a chainsaw, fucking starts it up and just stands outside the front door with a running chainsaw until the police showed up. It was the coolest fucking thing. <laughs> like, did, it, did anything happen? Like, No, they arrested him. He oh, showed okay. up. Like, Still had to pay his bill. Yeah. I'm sure he had to pay his bill. I'm sure they, they probably – didn't let him have a phone anymore because you could do that you could just be like all right you're a piece of shit you can't have a cell phone through us anymore that's so the, they probably did that the cell phone version of right to refuse service yeah just like oh don't hold don't hold his hostage with a chainsaw <laughs> and you can keep your phone number exactly yeah also there's a couple celebrity endorsements for this so far roseanne we all believe roseanne these days right oh yeah especially on ambien yeah but, see, that's the thing. A lot of people do. Like, a oh, lot yeah. of people follow Roseanne for the wrong reasons. Just like a lot of people follow Kurt Schilling for the wrong reasons. Not because he pitched his heart out in the World Series, but because he's a fucking Trump supporter now. Although that game with the fucking bloody ankle was bloody pretty, suck. pretty impressive. Yeah. Pretty impressive, you right-wing piece of shit. But, yeah, it's one of the things that's unusual about this is the government doesn't normally resort to... or. When your side is in power, it's unusual for conspiracy theories to keep coming out. Yeah. Like it was when Bush was in office, it was the left like, man, he's building FEMA camps. We are fucked. And the FEMA camps never came. I mean, I'm sure they're there. We just haven't used them yet. But it's, it's you know, 
that's a one of the things that's weird about this is there's it's coming from the side who's already in power. Yeah, but I think part of that comes from Trump ran on like drain the swamp and we're going to change everything. Yeah. And basically this convoluted insanity is the only way that they weren't duped. So like yes. rather than believe the truth, which is that they voted for a guy who sold them down the river, they're like, no, it's probably like a giant ring of pedophiles and Hollywood elites. <laughs> it couldn't be that I got duped by a guy who dupes people. That couldn't have been yeah. what happened. I mean, that's the thing too is like, you're right. Yeah. The, the side in power, uh, usually doesn't peddle or like doesn't believe all this, but they, the drain the swamp thing, that's basically their free ticket to hold every department, everything that isn't the White House in contempt to be like, FBI said something today that I don't agree with. Probably Clinton, probably a Soros pedophile lizard people thing. Like anytime any department does something that Trump doesn't personally approve of, he can instantly go out and tweet, oh, yeah, looks like some QAnon stuff going on with the DOJ. Oh, it looks like, uh, looks like Clinton's got her hands on the National Park Service to get all those kids, you know, sold off, you know, yeah. stuff that isn't real. Is the National Park Service selling kids now? Oh, you don't know how high up this goes. God damn it. The National Park Service, that's pretty high up. How are there yeah. so many national parks, man? Does it even make sense? Think about it. We're building streets every day. They can't service them all. What else are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Just Clinton's all this foundation. <laughs> <laughs> and what's, I mean, one thing that concerns me about how pervasive this conspiracy theory is on the side that's in power is it is kind of a thing you'd want to spread if you wanted to stay in power. Like, if right. you wanted to get a really radical element of your base riled up for something really crazy to come in the future this is one of the ways you do it mm. yeah because they can say like no 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 no. stay tuned for season two like this is all the right. setup for what's actually going to happen this is just the we're just we're still there's so much swamp we can't drain it all in one term we gotta it's yeah it's yeah it's totally just a grab for that and it's it's some nazi shit like it's even, oh yeah like yeah. people people who kind of reject the idea that trump is has some share some similarities with Hitler. It's like they want it to be well. He's not specifically talking about Jews, and there's no concentration camps yet. It's like Nazi tactics, man. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's Nazi tactics because convincing people there's an enemy who is a threat to everything you believe. That's like Nazi 101. Yeah, I think it's also kind of like people are just. This is the first time when you can say that, and it's not an exaggeration. That I can remember in my lifetime. Yeah, but people so I'm have been swimming in it. Yeah, so people, but people have been comparing things to Nazis forever. So I feel like part of it's just like a, a centrist, like almost reflexive pushback where the developed response to someone calling anything a Nazi is, well, they're not actually Nazis because me, yeah. me, 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 me. And that's what's been working for 20 years. But it doesn't work right. when there are actual Nazis again. <laughs> yeah. It's not as good of a strategy. More like the boys who cried wolf. Yeah. Boys yeah. cried Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> the men who yelled Hitler. <laughs> yeah. And it, what's another interesting aspect of this is this conspiracy isn't so much catching on with young people who understand the internet. A lot of younger people on the right, especially the alt right, surprisingly, have been like, no, this is stupid. This is not mm -hmm. what's actually, like, this isn't what it seems to be. 
but it's like older Trump supporters yeah. who like Brett's parents who not uh, Trump supporters. Not Trump supporters. <laughs> Don't say that one. Not Trump supporters or like my mom also not a Trump supporter, but they know enough of the internet to like get on Reddit and read mm-hmm. shit. But then there's also like internet forums out there where people are going to learn how to meme. Yeah. And yeah. figure out how to spread this information they're getting from Reddit. So that's concerning because those motherfuckers have less to lose. Like they've lived a life. They're older. They'll die for this. They're still going to get social security. They're yeah, not worried. Exactly. And so that's, that's another weird aspect of this. It's, it's kind of like the baby boomer conspiracy mm-hmm. theories. Like that they, they're the ones who've latched onto this, which mm-hmm. isn't that surprising, but. Just the fact that it's coming from the internet and it's older people mm-hmm. is surprising, I guess. <laughs> I noticed in a lot of the pictures in the articles, there was some younger people. Like there was one that was like kind of surprising to me. It was this girl. She looked maybe like mid to late 20s and she was holding up a, a Q poster at one of the Trump rallies. I was like, what are you doing here? Yeah. And the size of the community, there's, I mean, inevitably going to be younger people. There's on the subreddit r slash great awakening anyone anyone checking this out i did i did yeah did you you find anything interesting yeah i because i i I filtered it by like top post of all time and like the number one was this guy from some other country he didn't say what country my assumption is probably a european country um he spoke his english was good but he spoke in a way where everything was kind of like very general like using like a lot of big words, so, like he's not a stupid person, but also I don't is this know. Text or a video? It was text. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was just text. It was like maybe three or four paragraphs long, and just how like we think it's great what you're doing. Like America has been painted to be like this villain outside of the U.S. when really that's not the case. Like other countries admire what you're doing, and whatever Q is doing is like like. Basically, like, working through, like, for God. And that was, like, a really big thing. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, are, are QAnon people, like, are they religious? Are... I would guess. Yeah. I would guess so, yeah. Because, and we'll we'll talk about a, a book at the end of this mm-hmm. that I would suggest people read. Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter. Hello, I'm Harry Potter. Not that book? <laughs> no. Okay. But, I mean, everyone should read Harry Potter, probably. I've never read it. It's good. That's good. It's, Is it? Yeah, it's it's trash, but it's good. Yeah, I mean, I just, I think I was just too old. I'm yeah. old. Yeah. I'm old. That's a problem. I'm old. Harry Same. Potter's probably great. So yeah, back to how big this community is. There's also a Facebook group with 40,000 members. And in April 2018, there was an app called Q Drops that was among the 10 most downloaded paid iOS apps in the Apple store. Of course someone's charging people 399 for yeah, that. Yeah, why wouldn't why you wouldn't make money you? on this? I wish I would have come up with that. That's how you know it's old people. Yeah. Because yeah. they can afford the three ninety nine. <laughs> oh, we should sell QAnon shirts. Oh, damn. Yeah, right yeah. <laughs> but we'll just like put all sorts of like leftist symbolism in them. Yeah. Get those people murdered at Trump rallies. <laughs> nice. You'd yeah. stitch Cynthia Nixon's face into the into the label. <laughs> the label would just be a bunch of Cynthia Nixon's faces, like <laughs> one of those posters where they do that fucking thing. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I had a Bob Marley one once. I smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> Sewing a tag that says made by Soros Industries. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, There's also a website, QAnon.pub, 7 million visits a month, which even if like just a fraction of that are unique visits, that's a lot. 
What if it's just two people, though? <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. It would be even better if the person who wrote this article knew that mm-hmm. and just overlooked it anyway and was like, <laughs> oh. seven million visits. Can you believe it? Which wouldn't be that surprising, I guess. But, yeah, so it's a big community, and that's mm-hmm. concerning. Yeah. It seems very cult-like just yes. in nature because the way they talk is – they use these these big words and these broad terms that when you kind of like zoom out, they don't mean anything. Right. Like that one post that I read, the comments for it was like, oh, thank you so much. Like red heart emojis. And it, it was just like a lot of like like circle jerking basically. Yeah. Which I'm sure is what the whole subreddit is. Well, that's, that's the thing is with these people. Like everyone – and this is a partially a result of just like the media and the types of movies and books and TV shows we've been getting for decades is like – Everyone is the hero of their own story. For example, I'm mm-hmm. the hero of a story where I am the co-host on a Patreon exclusive podcast. Sure. And, uh, you know, I, I win in the end. Every but time. For a lot of people, they're, especially like young men who think Trump is awesome, like they think they're living in V for Vendetta. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that like, oh, yes, now is my time to put on the, the Guy Fox mask and like spray paint like Trump is God on stuff like they think they're just living in that and you get to live out that fantasy the way certain people wear camo all the time and like go paintballing and they're living out a fantasy so these people are like well i'm like i'm in the secret society that like can like take a little piece of chalk and like write a, like a symbol on, mm-hmm. on the stop sign and other people will know that like trump is is awesome yeah yeah have you heard the theory that the trump campaign basically destroyed anonymous which i'm i'm sure it's not i know it's not completely true i know there is there is an anonymous still out there or elements of it still active i know that for a fact they haven't been destroyed but they have been a lot less active Mm -hmm. like remember there used to every couple months there would be one of those anonymous videos where a motherfucker in the guy fox mask would call out some corporation and we'd be all like oh yeah what's gonna happen then they wouldn't now? do anything though sometimes they wouldn't do anything sometimes they did but either way it was fucking exciting and now we don't even get the goddamn videos yeah and one of the theories is that the trump campaign split anonymous so deeply that yeah. they just kind of all broke apart because there was one part that like Brett said, this is their V for Vendetta moment, and another half who is like, we have to stop this guy. He's a fucking Nazi. Mm-hmm. And it that's that's a common Nazi tactic, but I don't know if that was an intentional thing. Like, you know, divide and conquer is – that's a tactic any sort of oppressor uses. But I don't know if that's what happened with Anonymous, but it's weird that they're gone. It kind of makes sense, though, because Trump has been a big supporter of, like, policing the internet. And this is like, that's Be like best, the haven. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, let's go through some of their terms. Just so if you ever find yourself on a QAnon forum, you can be up to date. Bakers are moderators. So be nice to the bakers. They'll ban your ass. White hat, Trump ally. Black hat, agents of the cabal. I'm assuming that's all of us. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Probably. Shills. On a list. I didn't yeah. know I had such a big title. I know. Agents of the Cabal. Yeah. We should get t-shirts for that, yeah. too. <laughs> it sounds like the subtitle for a video game. How great <laughs> would it be to show up at a Trump rally with a bunch of Agents of Cabal shirts on that, just that like 50 great. fucking people? And they're just like, <laughs> <laughs> That would be amazing and would probably start a civil war in this country. <laughs> but 
Think of the clicks, mama. Uh, <laughs> there's also WWG1WGA, which Roseanne tweeted this mm-hmm. at one point, and it means where we go one, we go all. And that is the QAnon slogan, which sounds like some Battlestar Galactica shit, if I'm not hey. mistaken. <laughs> hey, don't you dare slander the name of Battlestar Galactica. Uh. On this, my podcast that I'm the co-host. <laughs> it's almost like a WWJD kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. What would... But it's so long. Like, you it might is. as well not even abbreviate that shit. Yeah. Or make an acronym out of it if it's going to be that many syllables. Or maybe, like, use some, uh, like, what what is it, exponents? W squared? G1? Yeah. 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 Let's tighten this up, guys. Yeah, that would have looked good. Make it look like something on the, the table of elements or yeah, something. Yeah, use some yeah. superscript. Yeah. <laughs> They're also obsessed with the number 17, and that's because that's the placement of the letter Q in the alphabet. So any story linking Trump in the number 17 is taken as proof that this conspiracy is real. And one of their, one of the more prominent examples of this, the University of Alabama visited Trump at the White House after they won the national championship, <laughs> and they gave him a jersey that had the number 17 on it. So people were like, see, see. They won the national championship in 2017, mm-hmm. so that's why when whoever won in 2015 visited Obama, 15 was on the jersey. Yeah. I think it was even Alabama in 2015. Yeah, it might like, have been. That's the thing, yeah, is they usually either give the president the number of the year that they won, or they give the president like that the number president they are. So like Obama got a lot of jerseys that said 44 on it. Yeah. But this proves that the QAnon <laughs> is real! <laughs> Well, if it had a 44, yeah, that I agree, because that's Obama's number. Yeah. Mm. So this event where everyone gets rounded up and sent to Guantanamo Bay, Hillary Clinton and Tom Hanks among them. Uh, Tom America's Hanks, dad, Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks is Whoa. one of the people named as being part of the Hollywood global elite of pedophiles and sex traffickers oh, nice. who is going to get shipped off to Guantanamo Bay someday. It's pretty fascinating. There's a girl on Twitter who has, she has a decent amount of followers who mm-hmm. is adamant that she was sex trafficked to a Hollywood party and sexually abused by Tom Hanks. Holy shit. <laughs> Hashtag believe women? Mm. I know. <laughs> Some. <laughs> Not, yeah. So. I mean, yes. Oh, gosh. See? It's the conspiracy. It's getting to all of us. So this event where all these people are rounded up is it's referred to as the storm. And when this guy showed up at the Hoover Dam depending or demanding to see the real copy of this Hillary Clinton report from the Justice Department, it's because Q had made it uh, seem that that report was coming out and was going to be the storm report, the one that mm. finally inspired the government to round people up and send them off to Guantanamo. And when it wasn't, They accused Rod Rosenstein of altering it and said Trump had the real one. So this guy starts because, of course, if you're going to demand something from Trump, you go to Hoover Dam. Yeah. I don't know where else you would go to find Trump. The beacon of. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck? That's yeah, that's pretty nuts. Yeah. It's like, well, where can I go? That's the closest. You go to Washington, D.C., lazy fuck. I mean, he could have gone to like Trump Tower in Vegas. So maybe that would have gotten the same point across. That would have been better. Yeah. You know, Trump Tower in Vegas does not have a casino. It doesn't. They lost their license or they weren't able to secure a license because Trump is so bad at owning casinos, a business that is like impossibly easy to run. I did not know that. Yeah. So if you go to Trump Hotel, no casino. 
I stayed at a hotel in Vegas when I was there that didn't have a casino. Some offer that as like a, hey, you know, this is a little bit more family friendly. Yeah, I don't gamble, so. Even Circus Circus has a casino. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the first casino I ever got kicked out of for gambling when I was 20. (laughs) (laughs) You can't gamble when you're, you have to be 21 to gamble? I think so, yeah. Wow, that that sucks. Well, it's all just like an alcohol. When when was it? It was like a, I don't know, it was like a 2006? No, I mean, it's it's been 21 for a long time. I don't know. That's what I was going to say. When was it ever that you could be under 21? I mean, like I in the 1800s, it, yeah. like Tom Sawyer could be like, well, I'm going to gamble my house away. In California, so, you can so be 18, I'm pretty sure. Well, and play Indian lotto. Casinos, I think and, it's different, yeah, Indian casinos, I think it's different, Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, oh okay. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I used to go to an Indian casino in Wisconsin called Ho-Chunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear I was only 18 when I used to go there. Was it on a, a river? Um, no, it was in the, the Ho-Chunk River. It was near the Wisconsin <laughs> Dells, okay. but it was on a reservation. I don't remember which one. It's called Ho-Chunk. Ho-Chunk. <laughs> it's very Wisconsin. To Shout like, out to Ho-Chunk. To it's be like, yo, we got period. chunks here. <laughs> <laughs> no sound effect for that, Brett? What? Well, I mean, it's too late now. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So yeah, the storm. Everyone look out for that. So so wait, the storm hasn't happened yet. So that would mean we're in the calm before. Here's, yes. That's fucked. And Trump said in a speech <laughs> That's recently, not good. he referenced the calm before the storm. And people who believe this were like, see? <laughs> see? It's such an often used phrase. Yeah. It's used all the time. And I couldn't find a whole lot about it. But I remember reading, I don't know if it was a different theory, but it was called 10 Days of Darkness where one of the theories was that there was just going to be this extended period of time, maybe like a blackout somewhere, or the internet would be down, and when we come out the other end of that, all these people are in fucking Guantanamo Bay. Damn. Which Facebook went down today. So it's starting. Yeah. Huh. Absolutely. And what's interesting, the you know QAnon believers thought it was Rod Rosenstein who altered this report, and then next thing you know, Republicans are trying to impeach Rod Rosenstein for impeding their investigation into FBI agents who were biased against Trump. So I'm sure that had nothing to do with this conspiracy at the very, I hope, like I hope there are not Republicans out there basing their impeachment decisions on this conspiracy. I don't think they are, but like if you represent, if you're a congressman and you represent some, you know, some district in Texas or, you know, wherever, Arkansas, and half of your constituents are like, yeah, the number 17, fool, look it up. And like, that's all they're calling you about, as opposed to, you know, in California, people are calling their congressmen about like, please don't get rid of Planned Parenthood or whatever. If all their constituents are like, yo, Rod Rosenstein's, you know, he's messing it up. He's screwing it up for, for our president here. We want you to look into him. Because someone on a website said so. I mean, that's that's part of representative government, right? Yeah, but it doesn't usually work that fast. I know. Yeah. You don't just call, hey, can you impeach Rod Rosenstein? <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. one scary thing is when you were describing the de- target demographic of QAnon, uh-huh. older Republicans, that's exactly who this, yeah. the congressmen are that's a good they're point. just that exact same target demographic it's people who have a ton of free time internet connections and really 
don't understand what yeah. they're getting themselves into. I could see it happening. Like, yeah, that's a good point. They're, like at least one or two. I'm not saying like all of them, but like, right. If that's the representative sample, I mean, <laughs> there's enough of them that probably won. That's so fucking horrifying. Yeah. And so let's the some of the proof they use to to you know convince themselves this is happening. Um, like this Q will predict things like, hey, Trump's going to tweet the word Juneteenth on Juneteenth. And Trump will tweet that word and they'll be like, holy shit, he did it. But like, of course, like that's that's like how a psychic walks in the room and is like, uh, anyone here die? Like anyone here have family a family who died? Oh, really? I knew it. Anyone here have a like, father, a father. Yeah. Uh, anyone here have a mother, a mother, a mother who has been sick has hair. Does a mother have hair? <laughs> like, One of yes, the other predictions was die. that he'll tweet the word Saturday on Small Business Saturday. <laughs> I would have loved to have known about this group when Trump tweeted the Kofifi thing just to see like what the take on that might have been. Yeah. Now, if they had predicted that, the, I'd be then in. This all would have been. Yeah. This is all. We true. would all be wearing Q shirts right yeah, now. Absolutely. Yeah. That I wonder if the I wonder if Q is just like a social media person for inside the Trump campaign. I wonder if Q is just like a really big fan of Gossip Girl. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what if Q is Quincy L. Johnson the second? That would not surprise me at all. <laughs> he's he's typing all that out, holding the drink like this. <laughs> <laughs> so what's scary about this is, is everything. Everything okay. about it, the number of people who believe it, and one of what I worry about is one of the reasons people might believe that this is going to happen is because. A Nazi regime needs something like this to happen to actually be an effective Nazi regime. You have to eliminate all your opponents somehow. Mm -hmm. And I wish I could put this past Trump. Like, I wish I could, I, I didn't foresee at some point in the future him just rounding people up and fucking throwing them in prison. Like, that part, I don't. I wish I could say all of this sounds insane. I feel like the reasoning and the conspiracy theory is insane. But like with all the lock her up shit and Trump being this law and order president, I could legitimately see Trump arresting political opponents and throwing them in prison. He's already openly praised the Filipino dictator. Yeah. He's like killing drug addicts and drug dealers and anyone he says is a drug addict or a drug dealer. Right. He's like, that guy does some good stuff. It's like, it's not that much of a stretch that right. he would do it if he could. Mm -hmm. And what makes that so scary is these people, if he does that, are going to be like, finally, thank you. And you don't want any people in the United States thinking that way. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a scary way to think. And so there's a book. Uh, did anyone, like, read any of the, the stuff about this book? I read the article on his yeah. site, and then I started reading the book. It's called The Authoritarians, and you can get it for free, like, in any number of ways. There's a website called theauthoritarians.org where you can download the book as a PDF for free. It's on Audible. If you want to have your year ruined uh, in, in, in words, yeah, while you're driving. <laughs> and uh, if you want me to make $15 when you do that, you can go to audibletrial.com slash unpopsnetwork and sign up for a free trial. And then, you know, just cancel that shit after you listen to the book. Ian <laughs> McKellen narrates it. <laughs> I wish that was Oh, my true. God. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. It's Daniel Day-Lewis, actually, that I listened to. <laughs> 
so yeah, go check out that book because the, this book, it was written. So you read the article about it, yeah, right? Yeah. What were your thoughts on it? I mean, it checks out. Yeah. Like it's, it, that seems he pretty much nails it. It's like, it's a bunch of people that are already, they already believe conflicting things. They already are used to like incongruencies. They believe in like a government that's both useless and capable of conspiracy, which like, right. Just that general inconsistency is like, which is it? Are we li- so useless that no one does anything or are they in control of everything so tightly yeah. that no one has a chance to live their lives? Yeah, like, they're like, get rid of the DMV. I don't know how we can trust governments to issue licenses. Licenses are unnecessary. Four-year-olds should be allowed to drive cars. <laughs> this is stupid. But Hillary Clinton has organized a lizard pedophile <laughs> campaign secretly run by Tom Hanks to rape all the children. And the government has to wipe that out. Yeah. And so this is a book. It was written by a guy named Bob Altemeyer, who I would love to get on this podcast, but he is hard to find. And I, I'm only saying that because I He's know cute. I know someone in the comments will be like, oh, here's this fucking email. Yeah. You could have found this in 45 minutes. Like, I don't have 45 minutes. So it's written by a guy named Bob Altemeyer. He was a professor at the University of Manitoba who, for about 40 years, gave incoming freshmen this survey. And the survey was intended to determine a person's likelihood to follow an authoritarian leader and his book is all about what he found about people over those 40 years giving these surveys and this survey is like what they use now to determine because there used to be a different scale that they used to determine a person's likelihood to follow an authoritarian figure and I think this survey ended up replacing that one mm. at one point. So if you're wondering where the science behind everything that we're about to talk about comes from, read the book. That book is the science behind it. So it outlines, I can't, I don't think we have time to go through all this, but one thing I should point out, this book doesn't, no one's saying this is every Trump supporter and no one's even saying only people on the right exhibit this. Although when you get into like the, the racial stuff, there's not a lot of people on the like it's far more people on the right mm-hmm. and 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 mostly 18 year old students from Winnipeg right right <laughs> and the thing is it indicates that about 20 there's research that indicates about 25% of Americans are just prone to vote for a dictator let like, me do the math of what happened in November 2016 yep about 25% yeah yeah yep. all right and See that that's a, it's not a majority, but it's halfway to a majority. Yeah, all you need then is party line voters, and you're pretty much there. Right, and so let's talk about some of the characteristics. And this book, a, a thing to keep in mind, this book was written in 2006, and it was written because another writer was researching the Bush campaign and why people were so supportive of Bush. And he came across this guy's, he came across Bob Altemeyer's research and was like, you need to put this in a fucking book so people can read it. And he did. In Bob two- Altemeyer was like, how'd you get my email address? <laughs> <laughs> Keep this very secret. <laughs> exactly. And so he did. He wrote this book in 2006 with George Bush in mind. And this is how he describes authoritarian followers. See if any of this sounds familiar. Highly ethnocentric, highly inclined to see the world as their in-group versus everyone else, zealous to the group's cause, will always trust their leader no matter what they say and distrust whomever the leader says to distrust. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
highly fearful of a dangerous world, had the dangers of the world drilled into their heads by their parents in a way most parents don't do, may also be genetically predisposed to experience stronger fear than most people. They're like the they're like the the, the bug at the end of Starship Troopers. Sure, go on. Doogie Howard, Hauser pulls off his glove. <laughs> it's afraid. It's afraid. <laughs> good movie. We got to get that on the soundboard. Yeah. Uh, self-righteous. They are the good people. Everyone else are the bad people. They're aggressive. If given the opportunity to attack someone with the approval of an authority figure, they'll do it. Highly prejudiced against racial and ethnic minorities, non-heterosexuals, <laughs> and women in general will support their authorities and even help them persecute almost any identifiable group in the country, like the media, perhaps. Compartmentalized thinking. They have opposite beliefs that live independent lives in separate boxes. So, for example, Ted Cruz can be like, whoa, James Gunn needs to be fired over these tweets, and also be like, vote for Roy Moore. It's like, nope, you can't do those two things at the same time. They have poor reasoning skills. One of the things that came up in this is they're very prone to believe the ends justify the means. Mm -hmm. So they want Trump to be in office. Trump is in office. So anything that happens that leads to that and keeps that being the case is fine, mm -hmm. which hopefully doesn't become, oh, let's delay these elections in 2020. Th these are the people who would be like, yep, we should do that. I think we should do that. Yeah, it's just a bunch of people we don't want voting anyway. So why would we let them vote? Yeah, exactly. They're highly dogmatic. They <laughs> overestimate the extent to which people agree with them. And so things like Trump rallies reinforce the idea that they're the moral majority and that everyone thinks the way they do, except for everyone else, obviously, who's the enemy. <laughs> and they're energized by being around fellow believers. So if we're wondering why Trump has all these rallies, that could be a big part of it, because a lot of people show up to those rallies and it's like who the fuck's going to a trump rally man i mean trump supporters obviously but also probably these trump supporters the yeah. ones who are really rabid like those videos of trump supporters yelling at cnn were fucking horrifying like i get that it's just people yelling and giving people the finger but when has it ever been that in this country mm -hmm. like that's terrifying and that's so that's probably these people. And the last one, easily duped by manipulators who pretend to espouse their causes when all they really care about is their own personal gain. <laughs> Definitely sounds like a, a group of people that suffer from at least some level of psychopathy. Right. And so combine all of that with this QAnon thing. What worries me is this QAnon thing is what's going to really rally that violent mm -hmm. element of Trump's base, like this element that's talked about in this book. And it's a fascinating book. It's I've read it and I've listened to it at twice the speed, which is the thing you can do on Audible. Audibletrial.com slash Unpops Network. Online-stopwitch.com slash Unpops. So that's that's kind of the, the QAnon thing in a nutshell. We'll put links to the New York Times and the Daily Beast article that uh, they both have really good profiles and all the other things. Did anyone have any final thoughts on this or anything we didn't get to on the episode? Going back to their obsession with putting these pedophiles away, it's like, I think you guys think about kid fucking more than 
anyone else. Yeah. There's kind of that just like, I mean, you talk about it a lot. Is, yeah. Is that your, is that your thing? Maybe? It's weird that that's such a go-to, like, slur. Yeah. Or, like, from the right. They're immediately like, oh, well, you, you must be a pedophile. And it's like, how many pedophiles do you think, like... How many pedophiles are you around to think there are this many fucking pedophiles? Yeah, and that they're all in Hollywood with yeah. millions of dollars. Yeah, and yeah. now with us having said that, we will all be on a list of pedophiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, it goes back to the compartmentalized thinking, and and you know, Roy Moore probably pedophile. Mm-hmm. Don't doesn't matter. He supports he supports Trump, right? Or ends justify the means. Trump creates this program that separates young children from their parents who don't for the most part don't speak english and puts them in these camps with uh these soldiers and and guards who we don't know who they are or how they operate would lead to a lot of child trafficking and and uh pedophilia and molestation well parents shouldn't parents shouldn't cross the border that's their fault that's their fault for, for being young and having the parents take them across the border yeah. And then even recently, there's been this thing where these, I don't know if it's QAnon specifically or, or some other group, um, has been posting these um, flyers and, and posters around cities that are sort of, it, the perspective of them is that it's like, it's like a stick figure of a man and a stick figure, or like sort of like the bathroom figure of like a man, mm-hmm. you know what that bathroom figure looks like, with like the bathroom, the sort of outline of a, of a child holding hands in front of like the pride flag, the rainbow flag. Oh and it's like, yeah, I saw pedophiles that. are people too. Like people too. Please include us, like in your in the LGBTQ community or whatever. And it's basically this campaign by sort of far right people to sort of to sort of slander the LGBT community and be like, look how accepting they are of pedophiles, you know. So and that's and it's all a, a fake thing. So it's. uh it's weird. It's bad. Not Very good. weird. Not great, Bob. Mm-hmm. Very bad. I would agree with that. Yeah, and it's one of the things I didn't get to in the about this book. There's a quote. I actually put a lot of quotes in here. Too many quotes, I would argue. Oh, here it goes. We know a lot about authoritarian followers, but unfortunately, most of what we know indicates it will be almost impossible to change their minds. And I think that's an important point, because... I feel like a lot of people spend a lot of time arguing with Trump supporters mm-hmm. online. We've done it on this podcast. And it's just never productive. Like, when has it ever solved anything? And I don't mean that in like a, like, like you're, like you shouldn't be mad about it and you shouldn't argue about it. But when has one Trump supporter ever just given up and been like, yeah, you're right. I get it. Never. 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 And a lot of them, the ones who will argue with that, with you in that way, they're never going to have their minds changed. No. So just stop. They'll just be more staunch in their beliefs. Yeah. We, we just have to outvote them. That's what the, the authoritarians article even was saying. It's like, yeah. it's like if they are proven wrong, they almost double down on their beliefs more. Right. Yeah. Cause it's not about reality. It's emotion. They have emotional reactions, not rational reactions. And that's, I brought that up when Trump was campaigning and people were like, he would give a speech and he would like, uh, say, you know, crime is rising in inner city areas. And when in actually a lot of areas around the country, it's declining. Right. And people would be like, would really hit on that the next day, like fact checking it and shit. And I get that. But even then I knew it was more like he's a feelings guy Mm -hmm. and he's not, 
it doesn't matter to the people who are voting for him if he's accurate in his statistics. And it just felt like kind of spinning your wheels in like that's the way we used to cover politics, where that kind of thing used to be able to undo somebody and ruin their campaign. And Trump just needed to be approached differently. And we didn't do it. Right. And so here we are. Yeah. Almost, almost two years into this. Feels good. Year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Midterm elections are coming. Everybody go out and vote. Yeah, it's so important. If we're allowed. If we're allowed. Yeah. Uh, and that is a thing I worry about because now they're, all the news is coming out about, oh, Russia's messing with the 2018 midterms too. And now it's Trump saying it. Like, I wonder if that's I – th- you said – I don't know if you said it in the, the podcast, or, uh, but it definitely was in the notes that every authoritarian needs their night of long knives, which is – Right. I wonder if that's – like, I don't know if – Trump can go out and just arrest every Democratic senator or arrest every representative. I don't, they're not gonna. They're not gonna go out and arrest Tom Hanks. Sorry, I hope I'm, not. I don't think that's gonna happen. But if, if for some reason the, the the Republicans pick up seats in this election, that will be the night of long knives. They will now have full control. Like they can't get anything done now, and they have full control of all three branches. Right. Like imagine if now they can say. Uh, you know, first week of November 2018, look, now we have this edict to go out and do whatever we want for the next right. two years. They voted for us when uh, actually it's becoming more more and more clear that the Russians have actually hacked into the electronic voting system. Yes. And are likely changing votes. And that might have happened in 2016, but we don't know what to do about that because it happened in the past and nobody wrote anything in the Constitution about what would happen if we do that. And... uh I thought our forefathers were smart. <laughs> Idiots. Dummies. They were all in their early 20s, though. Were they really? Yeah. And people, I, I, I had an argument with Chet Wilde about this because he brought that up. Like, can you believe people in their early 20s, like, wrote all that? Like, when motherfuckers were dying in their 50s, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like, they probably all had several kids and were married by then. Of course, that's who was making the decisions then. They were like, the 35 and 40 year olds of the 1700s. Yeah. Of course they it looked was them. terrible. They looked awful because they wore fucking wigs like yeah. idiots. Yeah, the powdered wigs. Why so did you look like an antique? Yeah. I like that they still do that in England. Yeah. That's- do you ever watch any British like Law and Order? Like their equivalent of that? Like they I go- have, yeah. And yeah, when they go to the court, it's like. <laughs> like a nice young wo- looking woman with like the weird George Washington wig on. <laughs> Why do they do that? It's adorable. Tradition. <laughs> you could get rid of that tradition, I think. All right. Let's get to comments. You know, it's a big world out there. Easy to feel like the things you say don't even matter. But I want you to know that's not true. That's why we call this segment Your Voice Matters, where we read your stupid fucking comments from the past few shows and respond to them personally. Personally. Fade it out at some point, Brad. There it goes. All right. This is from the episode, Everything is Trying to Kill You. First comment, Font, Fant, P-H-A-N-T, Pant, his comment. So did Johnson and Johnson just settle this week or something? I've known about this talc lawsuit for like two years. Yes. As I said in the podcast episode, Johnson and Johnson, the verdict in that lawsuit did indeed come out that week that we recorded uh, Eddie Jimenez, 
Ikea is definitely my go-to date location. Perfect place to see if you have chemistry. Any, anybody agree with that? That was Greg Edwards. Uh, his his contention is that Ikea is the perfect first date. I think he's watched 500 Days of Summer a few too many times. Oh, does that happen in that yeah, movie? Yeah. Oh, there it is. There's a good episode of 30 Rock where it's the opposite, where like that teen, where Liz is, I think it's when she's dating uh, Cyclops. And <laughs> Scott James Marsden and um, Scott Summers James Marsden and she, and yeah like they go and she's like I know that by like walking through this like precipice with you by crossing the automatic doors of IKEA we will now be like doomed to break up because huh. this is where couples go to break up. It's a good episode. Oh wow! Fun fact: fighting in IKEA. Oh yeah, we. I don't know if I've ever been to IKEA with you without seeing people fighting. Oh, there's always people fighting. Oh yeah, but IKEA would be a great first date for me because then I could get a read on whether the girl's willing to eat a meal upstairs when you get in there, and then still have a hot dog after you check out. Oh yeah, because if they're not down for that, then get out of here. Yeah, that's what are we doing? Well, you have to refuel because IKEAs are so big. You get to the end, you're not going to drive home on an empty stomach. No. And all the food you ate upstairs is, will have been digested and sweated out. Yeah. F- fun fact, point. after we record this episode, I'm going on a Costco date with my girlfriend. We're just like, we just need some stuff at Costco, and we're going. And we've been together for like five years, and we not, might not be together like next time we take. <laughs> but if there's Because we're going to Costco. Fuck oh. the samples. Whoa. Fuck the samples. Whoa. I wow. can't. Harsh. Coming in hot. Way harsh. Deal time. with the samples. Listen, the samples are a good idea, but I can't fuck with them because they're family. Listen, I know the economy is not doing well. And if you've got a family of seven, you got grandma as well. Like, you need to feed them. First of all, the cafeteria in front of a Costco is pretty good. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Even though there's no more hot dogs. Like a New York. You can get like a New York slice for like $2. (laughs) (laughs) But I just can't with the people going. And like grandma's like, yo, you guys just got to give me like four of those granola bars. And it's, I just can't deal with it because people hoard around them like zombies. It's, it is, I agree with you. It's baffling. Like, I like free food, but like, I I'm not going to wait five minutes for you to microwave something behind nine people. Yeah. And some like pushy soccer mom is yeah. like, oh, I'm taking four of these little bagel bites. Yeah. And yeah, then she'll turn the around team. and look at you and be like, I've got kids. <laughs> I've got kids. <laughs> Tanner has low blood sugar. <laughs> I Anyways, do like uh, going to Costco later. Like when they're hot <laughs> samples, though. If I latch onto, if I get one sample of a hot thing that I enjoy, I'm gonna surreptitiously sneak past four or five more times and just, oh yeah, I'll take that. Put your hat on backwards. Yeah, yeah that's why you bring the hat. You go hat. <laughs> yeah. Without hat. Backwards hat. Yeah. Rally cap. That's I don't go to. Right I don't there. go to Costco enough. Now I live in Burbank. Now I should be at Costco every week. Got Costco. Well, you got the Walmart. It's not too far away. We have a, a shopping center with a Walmart, Target, Best, Best Buy. Buy, and an Outback Steakhouse. And a hometown buffet. Is there an Olive Garden there, too? I think so, yeah. There's yeah. A, a, a hometown buffet. There's an <laughs> REI. Thing. Right? Everything. Yeah. Your homelessness superstore. <laughs> REI. Uh, Terry Goss. Salmonella contamination in Honey Smacks would prove there is no actual honey. Honey is antibacterial. That's why I wash my hands in honey twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, uh, I think I was theorizing that maybe the salmonella in the honey smacks was coming from the honey. But Terry Goss just nerded it the fuck up in the comments <laughs> and told me I was wrong. Has everyone heard about the honey smacks 
salmonella outbreak. No. Didn't even know they still made Honey Smacks. I did because I was on the podcast. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> honey Smacks are so good. And they normally when there's a product recall, they'll be like, uh, so check the lot number. And if it's between this date and this date, or if it's this lot number, uh, just take it into the store and we'll give you a refund. With this Honey Smacks recall, they were like, don't eat Honey Smacks. <laughs> if you have Honey Smacks, throw them away right now. If you thought about Honey Smacks, <laughs> go to the doctor. Get to a hospital. <laughs> Is there a website where I can falsely claim I had Honey Smacks to get like $2.50 mailed to yeah. my house or something? That would be years, probably. That's pretty great. Yeah. 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 yeah there will be a class action lawsuit and nice. everyone will get 58 cents. <laughs> I hate those. Have you ever gotten emailed about, like, I got a Best yeah. Buy one once, yeah. and they were like, if you fill out these eight forms, you'll get a $12 one, gift card. It's like, goody. Nope. I got one from Ticketmaster once, and, I, and they were like, yeah, you can get, like, you can get all this money back, but they would only pay it out in, like, small increments. So I collected, like, probably $40 worth of Target, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Ticketmaster gift certificates, but they could only be used in, like, 275 increments uh, per order. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I think I was part of that one. So when... they all expired. I, I think I, yeah, I think I got like three bucks off one order once, but I don't, I don't buy concert tickets on Ticketmaster very often. Yeah. So, Didn't yeah. even cover the service fees. Basically, yeah. Yeah, I think I was part of that one, and I was part of one where you just got free concert tickets. But you could only pick from. <laughs> I remember that one. Like, yeah, and there was were... never any tickets available. <laughs> it was so frustrating. It was all like Good Charlotte. Yeah. Like the Midwest. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> ticket available. Yeah. Uh, last comment. Rodrigo Moreno, the televangelist who sells the Doomsday Buckets Brett mentioned is Jim Baker. In case anyone was curious, Doomsday Buckets is a good name. I would check it's it out. Be my I'll check out the videos. Name. Uh, everything is terrible. Who's very funny internet presence. Uh, I think has done some good videos. Oh, they are great. Yeah. Of, uh, of the Doomsday Buckets and just like, a 90-gallon trough of creamed corn for your all your apocalypse needs. <laughs> <laughs> so check that out. Yeah, and there was another comment. I didn't put it in the notes, but someone said you can flip them over and put a cloth over them and use the doomsday buckets as furniture until the doomsday happens. But you have to happens. eat so much creamed corn. Because <laughs> otherwise, you're just like, well, I guess you can put the lid on it. Creamed corn's pretty good. Yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> yeah. I don't have much. a problem with any creamed vegetable. <laughs> Why are you being this way, Brett? Why don't you hate cream? <laughs> Why do you hate samples? Oh, you told us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's our episode. Those are all our comments. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? Patreon.com slash unpops. You can go sign up for uh, that. $5 a month. You get all our podcasts and one easy fucking RSS feed. And uh, it's really cheap. We put out a lot of podcasts every month. God damn it. 60 episodes we do a month. Wow. Not like, uh, like you're included in that. I don't mean like yeah. me. And then with everyone else, it's 108. No. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, put out three episodes a day. Sign up. You can go check those out. And also there's a live, pretty scary podcast at the Hollywood Hotel at the end of the month. Last Saturday of the month, uh, the month being August and the last Saturday being whatever the last Saturday is. I don't have it written down. 20 something. I'm sure. Uh, and I think that's it. Cindy, what do you got to plug? Uh, you can listen to my podcast, Brouhaha, also on the Unpops Network. You can also listen to You Do What, a uh, spoiler alert, uh, that podcast will not be too many more episodes, but I'm sure you can go back and listen to, to past episodes and then send me nice notes about how much you liked it and try to convince me to do it again, but I'll say no because I'm too busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then 
Uh, my Mike Out shows. Just follow me on Twitter, Instagram at Cindy Arvina Jr. Chris, what do you got to plug? Uh, we got a. Uh, if you oh, if yeah. you happen to be in the San Fernando Valley area, uh, we run a backyard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Howard Dean, gotta love it. But we we run a backyard show called Sets Tape in our backyard in Canoga Park. Please come. Uh, the next one is on August seventeenth. And they are a lot of fun. We record the show and give the comics a copy of their set if they want to use it as a festival submission tape. Nice. And we also have open mic spots. So if you're a comic person, you can do something for you, you selfish prick. And if you're not a comic, we also do uh, free food and beer and soda waters. Goddamn. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. Hospitality. Brett, what do you got to plug? When does this come out? This will be out next week. Guys, this summer on Big Brother is just (laughs) (laughs) off. Off the chain, it's heating up. I can't believe how much it's heating up. Shit went down Thursday night Did on it? the live eviction. What happened? Oh, you don't even want to know. We'll talk about it on Hey Julie. That's what I'm trying to talk about. Hey Julie, my podcast. It's called Hey Julie. And uh, we'll talk about Big Brother. It's the, the dirty, the dirty, you know, pleasure, guilty pleasure of the summer. <laughs> the dirty pleasure. <laughs> dirty pleasures. Dang. Oh no. <laughs> uh, check it out. Uh, hey Julie, wherever podcasts are sold. Very nice. And follow me on Twitter at Brett Raider. Hey, follow me too. Adam Todd Brown. Todd with one D. Not two. Don't be an asshole. All right. <laughs> let's get out of here. Cindy, say goodbye. Goodbye. Chris, say goodbye. Goodbye. Brett, say goodbye. Bye, Julie. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bristol Street, bring a blood object to Bristol Street. I'm not-